Happy New Year to you all. And uh, good to have Lucas back with us in church this morning. He's been a busy man over Christmas and New Year, but he's come back with uh, a new uh, new look. And uh, so we're going to see who can catch up on Garth the quickest, me or Lucas. But uh, Neil, this time yesterday, was planning that he would be here this morning. He shared with some of us this, yesterday morning the the plan that he had to take us through starting this morning, but unfortunately uh, his health just deteriorated yesterday afternoon again and uh, he asked me if I would come and and share. So as Neil has been mentioning over the last number of weeks, uh, his theme over from now running through to Easter is he's going to be taking the topic of who is my neighbour. And uh, so with that in mind, I don't want to stand on anything that Neil is going to be talking about. But for most of us, we know that who is my neighbor is a question that was asked in Luke's Gospel, chapter 10. It was an expert in the law who was having a conversation with Jesus. And in the process, Jesus uh, confirmed the great commandment You're to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And the expert in the law came back with the question then, who is my neighbor? And uh, so that is the the question that was asked to Jesus. And in Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, uh, Jesus gave what we know as the parable of of the Good Samaritan. And that will be possibly some of the things that Neil will be talking about over the next number of weeks, how we can be a neighbor. But whenever I was thinking about this, I, I felt that I should, in, in laying a foundation for that, maybe speak about the great, the great commandment in its entirety. So we are limited for time today. If I see some of you starting to chatter your teeth or shiver, we, we'll finish up quickly. But... I want to talk this morning just about what it means to love God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind. The great commandment is something that Jesus was referring to from the Old Testament. We know that that was an important commandment for the children of Israel. We read it in Deuteronomy. And in Matthew's Gospel, we see that a Pharisee approached Jesus concerning what was the greatest commandment. And Jesus was able to give him the answer, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Then we have another situation in in Mark chapter 12. And we're told it was a teacher of the law that came to Jesus and asked him the same question. And then we have in Luke's Gospel chapter 10, and the NIV describes it as an expert in the law who was questioning Jesus about what was the greatest commandment. And so we have this clear definition of from the mouth of Jesus. And we who are Christians, we are the disciples of Jesus Christ. We claim to be followers of Jesus Christ. So this is a very, very important statement in our Christian walk. We are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love our neighbor as ourselves. Those two things are inextricably linked. 
I remember whenever I made my first mission trip to, to Belarus in 1995, it was something that God touched my heart deeply with. I'd known it as a theory before, but whenever you actually look into the eyes of people for whom it's a daily struggle to provide food for their families, it impacts your heart and makes the word of God to come alive. You've maybe often heard me saying, it's very difficult to tell someone that God loves them if they haven't had anything to eat that day. It's very difficult to go into a hospital where a mother's watching her child suffering and tell her about the love of God if you haven't brought something with you to ease the suffering and the pain of her child. And so the, the fun, one of the foundational ethos of dropping was that we love God with all our heart. But to love God with all your heart means that you have a compassionate heart for the needs of the underprivileged, the marginalized, and those that are less fortunate than we are. In 24 years of Droppin's testimony, I would question my love for God. If my heart is not moved with compassion for the homeless, if my heart is not moved with compassion for injustices that we see in our world today, because the two things go hand in hand. Loving God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, love your neighbor as yourself. The two things are inseparable in the kingdom of God. And for us, I believe that it's foundational to reaching our family, our neighbors, our community for the kingdom of God. And that has to be all our goals. I don't know what you're going to write down in your card today or this week, but I hope that something is in your heart that you want to see transformation. You want to see God's kingdom come to Ireland. You want to see transformation within your family. You want to see transformation in your community. You want to seek transformation in this nation. I trust that that will be your heart. That's our goal as, as a ministry. Drop-in ministries exist to see transformation. The power of God being evident in lives of men and women in this nation, in other nations to the uttermost parts of the world. And I want to challenge you today. Neville mentioned in his prayer just before I began to speak that God has been faithful in 2017. Anybody has experienced God's faithfulness in the past year? Amen. God is a good God. But I want to ask you a second question. It's more challenging. Would you like 2018 to be just the same as 2017? God is faithful. Is that not good enough for another year? Or do you want to press into more that God has for us as a family? as church family, as ministry. I, I hope that all your hands will go up to say, yes, I want more. I want, I want more of what God has for us in, in 2018. I want 2018 to be our best year yet. Anybody share that vision? And if we're going to see that, then we need to understand the principles that Jesus is laying out for us in the great commandment. <coughs> But I want to tell you something. It's not enough to know by heart, by memory, the Great Commission or the Great Commandment. 
that Jesus has given us. We have to implement it in our daily lives. And if we all want to see greater things in 2018, if we want to see us moving into more, seeing more transformation in our lives, in our families, communities, and nation, we are going to have to take a step of faith. I want to say this, and I've said it before in this in, in church. If you want to experience something you've never experienced before, you're going to have to do something you've never done before. That's a challenge. We all put our hand up to say, yeah, I want more of God in 2018. I want to see more of his kingdom in my life in 2018. But I want to tell you something. If you want to see it happening, if you want to experience something you've never experienced before, you're going to have to do something that you've never done before. And when we come to the end this morning, I want to just to take a few minutes of, of time to pray. Because I believe that in our hearts, we want to see transformation. But there are things that we need to understand. That we have a responsibility. What does it mean to love God with all of our hearts? We're going to take them one at a time. Very simple this morning. What does it mean to love God with all your heart? See, God is a God of relationship. God's desire this morning is for relationship with you and me. I don't know where you are in your journey of faith. I don't know if you've even started your journey of faith. But I want to tell you something. God's desire at creation was for relationship with you and me. That's why we're different from every other part of creation. God breathed into man the breath of life and he became a living soul because God's desire from the outset was relationship. His desire is relationship with you and me. God wants to speak to us. He wants to talk to us. And the more amazing thing, he wants to talk. He wants you to talk to him. He wants to talk to us. He wants to be a relational God. He wants us to be in his presence. He longs to develop intimacy with him. He wants you to call out to him. He wants you him to be your number one priority. See, I've come to understand in my journey of faith that God is not interested in a passive relationship. He's not interested in a half-hearted relationship. To love God with all your heart means you're all in. It's a total thing. And I want to challenge each one of us this morning as I challenge my own heart. Is God number one in my life as I move into 2018? Does God have the number one place of devotion from my heart? He wants to be intimate with you and me. I have a little personal illustration 
and uh, I hope it's not embarrassing for Carolyn, but in the early days of our marriage, our son and our marriage, our, our relationship, when I first start, dated Carolyn, Carolyn was uh, not as keen as I was, let's say. Um, I, I, was, <laughs> I, I was deadly serious about a relationship, a serious relationship. And Carolyn would say, oh, let's just be friends. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it develops. So that was okay for a few weeks. But then I got to the stage and said, no, I don't want to be a friend. I'm not interested in hanging about to see how it goes. So it's make your mind up time. Either we're in a serious relationship or tonight I go home. I don't know if I had to follow through with that or not, but that's what I said. <laughs> and I, I think that's a little reflection of God's heart. He's in it for the serious relationship. He's not in it because he, he's half-hearted or he's passive towards you and me. He's wholehearted in his love for you and me. He's wholehearted. He's given everything to demonstrate he's serious about this relationship that he wants with us. And sometimes our response can be passive. Sometimes our response is half-hearted. And Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart. He wants to be number one. He's not interested in half-heartedness, passivity. He's in intimacy. He wants to talk to us. He wants to reveal his heart to us. That gives us a little insight in what it means to love God with all of our heart. Loving God with all our soul. See, with all, loving God with all our soul involves every part of our being, our mind, our will, and our emotions. See, loving God with all your souls gets right into the heart of your ego. Loving God with all your soul, you have to deal with issues of pride. See, loving God is to love him with our desires, our plans, our hopes, our aspirations for the future our thoughts, our goals, our ambitions. It's also loving him with how we talk. It's loving him with what we do with our time. It's loving him with what we do with our, our talents. It's loving him with how we react to, to challenges. It's loving him with through how we deal with hurt and rejection. It's loving him with all that we are. Every being, every entire part of our being is to display that we love God. Loving God with all our heart. Loving God with all our soul. Loving God with all our strength. When we talk about strength, we're talking about our physical being. 
It's, it's a, an aspiration that we love God with everything that we are and everything that we have. See, sometimes when we talk about live, loving God with all our strength, we think of our human strength, our bodily, uh, physical powers that we have. But when we delve into the Word of God, it's not just physical strength that we're talking about. It's, it's everything that we have, everything that we are. God desires our expression of love. So it's not just our human strength, but it's our possessions. It's everything that we have and everything that we are. Sometimes we face situations in life that draw, that drain our strength. And I'm sure most of us have faced situations like that during 2017. And maybe your response to me this morning, Ronnie, I can't. I can't. It's impossible. I have no human strength left. Situations that have faced circumstances, it's difficult. I don't have strength left to love God with all that I have. And I want to encourage you this morning. See, I know that there's many things that can drain our, our strength. I just checked this morning. The last time I spoke here was the 17th of December. And on SoundCloud, 35 people listened to that message. Now, you might think that's not a big, huge number, but to me it's a very special number. There's 35 people that are not here at church this morning listen to the vision that God has given us as a church to reach our community and our nation through the springtime. I'm just hoping that 34 of them weren't Jean. But uh, 35 people have shared the vision. So maybe you're listening to this message this morning by, by SoundCloud. Maybe you want your life to make a difference for the kingdom of God in 2018. But you're facing a new year with situations and circumstances that seem to continually drain you of spiritual, physical, emotional strength. And I believe God wants us to, to address those situations. Many people that we meet are suffering with, from marriage problems and relationship problems. And my experience talking to people that are suffering in relational problems it can be a draining of strength. It leaves them with little resources to love God. I've also experienced people that have drained emotionally, physically, because of financial difficulties and hardships. I've seen people, obviously, because of health problems that feel they're emotionally, physically, mentally drained. And they don't have the, the actual strength to love God. Maybe this new year we need to deal with some of the areas of our lives 
that can be a hindrance, can be a block to loving God with all of our strength. It's one of the things that Carl and I have talked about as having 35 years experience of marriage. We see in the present generation three deadly deeds is divorce, debt, and depression. And I believe God wants to minister into those, every one of those situations. He wants to bring hope where there's hopelessness. He wants to bring wholeness where there's emptiness or despair. And the fact is that Christians are not immune from from each one of these circumstances coming into their lives. But God's desire is that we would love him with all of our strength. And from understanding that, we need to understand that God's desire is for us to walk lives of wholeness. Wholeness in our relationships, wholeness in our finances, wholeness in our health. All of those areas, God's heart is that we walk in wholeness. And so that we can, in turn, worship him, love him with all of our strength. Much more could be said in all these points, but I understand we're we're dealing with them quickly. The last one this morning, with all your mind. I want to challenge you this morning. God wants us to love him with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind. And so as your friend this morning, as part of your family, this faith family that we call Grace Community Church, I want to tell you something. There is a battle going on for your mind. As you move from 2017 into 2018, I can look every one of you in the eye today and tell you there's a battle going on for your mind. And for those of you that are parents this morning, I want you to think about this seriously. As you move into a new year, there's a battle going on for the mind of your children. And you can take it serious. Or not, it's your choice. But I'm just telling you. Here's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So there's the battle. There's the battle going on with your mind to conform to the pattern of this world. Or there's the opposite side that you're going to conform to the promises and the word of God. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So this for me is where the rubber hits the road. You expected a challenge, didn't you? Didn't you, Bridget? You expected a challenge. 
when Ronnie would come up to talk to you at New Year. It surprises me, continually surprises me, the number of Christians who have more knowledge of the recent television stories than they do about the promises contained within the Word of God. That surprises me. In case you think that's a a dig at the women, it surprises me how many people have more concern about the performance of their football team than they have about the lost and the broken and the poor. That surprises me. And I might as well just stir it up. In Northern Ireland, it really surprises me the number of Christians who are more passionate about an earthly kingdom than they are about the kingdom of God. That surprises me. And that's the challenge that comes to us as the children of God. Because it's one thing to love our neighbor as ourselves. And please let me remind you that Drop-In Ministries is not a humanitarian organization. Sometimes we advertise ourselves as that. But our humanitarian efforts are simply a result, a consequence of our love for God. Our primary goal is to love God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind. And out of that flows a love for our neighbors. Out of that flows a heart of compassion for the broken and the hurting in our world today. So don't misunderstand the motive of drop-in ministries and why you're a part of drop-in ministries if you're a part of our staff, as many of you are. Our goal is not a humanitarian organization. We want to bring hope, help, and healing to a hurting world. But our primary goal is to glorify God in the nations, to see his name glorified. And so this morning, that's the challenge that I want to leave with you at the start of a new year. To love God with all your heart, soul, and strength and be indifferent to the needs and the injustices in our world. It's not real. But to to minister to social needs with physical help without being real about the most important need within the human heart is relationship with God. That is not real. So that's why Jesus gave us clearly in the great commandment. The two things go together. They're inseparable. You love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And you love your neighbor as yourself. You're maybe thinking to yourself, Ronnie, you've raised the bar very high at the start of another year. You've given us a challenge which is going to be hard to to live up to. And I, I stand before you this morning and acknowledge that. I acknowledge that it's hard for me to love God with all my heart, soul, strength, and mind. 
But I stand before you this morning as my family and I say, in 2018, I want to be, I desire to be a better husband. I desire to be a better father and father-in-law. I desire to be a better grandfather and a better son. I long to be an encouragement to you that are within our church family. I long to be an example to the rest of those that are part of Drop-In Ministries as we endeavor to bring God's love as encouraged in the Great Commission. But I cannot do it in my own strength. I stand before you to explain that. It's not possible even for me to live this in my own strength. I need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. But thank God for the many promises in God's word that with his power working in us, we can do far more than anything that we have even thought or imagined. According to his power at work within us. And so we're standing at the start of a new year. First Sunday of 2018. Challenge to love God with all our heart, soul, strength and mind and love our neighbor as ourselves. Understand we can't do it without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. But we cannot sit and think that we don't have any part to play. It'd be easy for us just to say, sit back and say, well, I'm going to wait for the Holy Spirit to empower me. No, you have a part to play. And I don't know what part that is, but I can give you some guidelines. I can give you some hints. It's going to mean getting out of your comfort zone. It's going to mean getting out of your comfort zone. We all love our comfort zone. But I want to tell you, if you want to make a difference in 2018, if you're putting your hand up to say, yes, I want to go deeper, I want to know God more in 2018, it's going to involve you getting out of your, your comfort zone. It means that you're going to have to take a risk. It means that you're going to have to make a sacrifice. It means that you're going to have to apply discipline. And so this morning, as we come to a close of our challenge for 2018, I want us to pray. I'm going to ask us all in a few minutes to bow our heads. And I'm going to ask God to come and speak and minister to each one of our hearts. Maybe God has touched your heart with different areas of what we have shared this morning. Maybe you've come to realize that, yeah, my, my love for God is a bit shallow. It's a bit half-hearted. God's here this morning. He, he looks into each one of our hearts and he waits for the response of our hearts to his word. So if you're here this morning and you, and you identify with that, you think, that, that's me. That's me. My love for God has been shallow and half-hearted. It's been very passive. If he had loved me the way that I love him, 
Maybe you need to address that this morning in the presence of God. Maybe we need to face up to things that are zapping our strength, that are hindrances to being able to love God with all our strength. Maybe you need help with relationship problems, with financial problems. Maybe you need prayer for health problems. We are family this morning. Don't be afraid to ask your friends, your family, to pray with you and even to stand with you through the journey to wholeness because that's God's desire for each one of us is to walk in wholeness. Determine that you're not going to allow unwholesome things to penetrate your mind. You're going to think about that which is pure, that which is wholesome, that which is good. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So that's a serious thing that Apostle Paul was teaching to the Corinthian church. And that's our responsibility. That we tear down, we demolish everything that sets its, itself up in our minds against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Some of us maybe need to get our thought life under control. What are the think what what are the thoughts that have been in your mind this week? Have they been pure? Have you watched things on the television or films or you've read magazines? that have not been wholesome that would bring you to a closer relationship with God I'm going to ask you to bow your heads